Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. The Fed has raised interest rates significantly this year and is expected to do so further later this year. While raising the rates has been brought about as an effort to rein in inflation, it's also an effort to try and take away some of the unprecedented stimulus that was provided during the pandemic. In today's episode, we wanted to walk through the various dynamics at play and the broad-ranging implications of the Fed's policies throughout the world. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Provenance Wealth Advisors, a financial planning and wealth management firm located here in sunny South Florida. So we have talked about the Fed many, many times on the podcast, and their actions are incredibly important. But at the moment, this isn't a situation that is only affecting the Fed and the U.S., but rather central banks and economies across the globe are in a very challenging position. These central banks are tasked with the question of how do they slow the economy enough to pull down inflation, but also not slow it down too much to put the economy at risk of a recession. Heading into the year, it was expected that the Fed would hike rates two times and then end their quantitative easing program, a reversal of the policies implemented during the pandemic. But as of this recording, the Fed has done much more than that, not only raising rates five times, but also raising them three quarters of a percent three times. The pace and magnitude at which they are raising rates is the fastest we've seen in 40 years. And not only are they raising rates, but they are also unwinding their massive balance sheet. So as a reminder, the Fed has been buying bonds for a while now. They bought treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, and at times they even bought corporate and municipal bonds. The intent here was really twofold. First off, during the pandemic, they bought these bonds to ensure financial stability and provide liquidity to the markets. And second, to keep borrowing costs and fixed income rates low to help spur the economy. By and large, the Fed's efforts were extraordinarily successful. Not only did we get through the pandemic without the economy catering, but the economy responded and recovered much quicker than many expected. And while that sounds great, it does come with problems. Stocks heading into the year were rather expensive on multiple levels with the expectation that the Fed would remain accommodative. Other assets were also expensive as well as cryptocurrencies and the housing market. Crypto even had some tailwinds as some thought the Fed may be debasing out of their own currency with all the stimulus they were providing. And that's all before we get to the current inflationary challenges. But there are additional challenges outside the ones we may see every day. It's easy for us to forget sometimes, but the U.S. economy is the world's largest and the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. And while it may seem like we have some challenges, other countries are in even worse position. Take China, for example whose economy has been challenged by continued shutdowns due to their zero COVID policy, and this has continued to hamper their economy. With this slowing economy, it puts pressure on other important parts of their economy, such as the real estate market. In times like these, the Central Bank of China, known as the People's Bank of China, would want to lower interest rates. Lowering interest rates stimulates the economy as it encourages spending and investment. It's what the Fed does as well. But with the Fed raising rates, the People's Bank of China is limited in how much it can do. The higher rates here in the U.S. attract capital as other investors want to take advantage of those higher rates, which in turn causes capital flight in other countries. So far this year, the Chinese yuan has declined around 10% versus the U.S. dollar. And then you also have Great Britain. I remember studying abroad in college and the value of the British pound was roughly $2 for every one pound, and I didn't really know why. But fast forward to the day, and that ratio is closer to one to one. The slide was so severe that the central bank, the Bank of England, had to intervene and announce a pause in unwinding their quantitative tightening program, the opposite of QE. And it's not just China or Great Britain that are facing these challenges. 
Broadly speaking, the US dollar has appreciated against almost all currencies, highlighting its importance in the global financial system. So what's the impact here? Why does this matter? It matters in many ways, but we will bring a couple to light. First, a weaker currency can be beneficial for an economy. If, for example, currency A declines in value relative to others, the goods and services that country produces will in theory become cheaper, making them more competitive in a global economy. But having too weak of a currency, however, can create additional challenges for an economy. A falling currency can put into question the credibility of the currency, causing capital outflows and causing the currency to fall even further. Correspondingly, if a country tends to import a lot of goods and services, a weaker currency can make those goods and services more expensive, further intensifying inflation. To help stem the weakening currency, a country's central bank may feel inclined to raise rates further to stop depreciation of their currency, but this can also cause the economy to slow. And finally, because of the dollar's role as the reserve currency, most commodities are priced in U.S. dollars. So, for example, oil, natural gas, wheat, corn, sugar. Most are all priced in U.S. dollars, and when the U.S. dollar appreciates, it makes those commodities more expensive for those countries. To recap here, the Federal Reserve is removing much of the accommodation that it implemented during the pandemic, given that the economy has by and large recovered. While the economy recovering is great, one drawback is the high inflation, which erodes the purchasing power of the dollars we've worked so hard to earn. So the Fed is raising interest rates to help slow the economy in the hopes of bringing down inflation. But given that the U.S. economy is the largest in the world and that the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency, the Fed raising interest rates causes the U.S. dollar to rise in value, creating challenges for other economies. Also, this makes sense as higher rates here in the U.S. attract capital to take advantage of those rates and out of other countries, which causes those currencies to decline in value. But as we've tried to illustrate today, a high U.S. dollar creates various challenges for other countries and force other countries' central banks to act. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at probwealth.com or check out our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.